Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Got a little bowling tonight. It didn't get canceled. Heck I mean, yeah. We got two cancels this winter. This We've winter? Never, I, I can only remember one time ever in like 20 years of bowling that it ever got canceled. It got canceled twice this year because of snow. This is pushing the season this back. This is pushing Dangerously it. close to May, you guys. The longest season in all of sports. Well, I mean, it's just, yeah, it is the long season, but you got to make up your Yeah, you got to make them up, days. so it's even going to extend it longer. Yeah. April 19th, I believe, is my last date to bowl. Holy hell, that's usually the banquet. <laughs> well, you're going to be just fine. fine. You're going to be just fine. Yeah, know, It'll be nice. Just kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Everything. then I don't bowl for five weeks. Oh. Or four weeks. Or no, whatever, I know you're going to be you're gonna broadcasting be from Hawaii, mm-hmm. um, vacationing. My engineer is coming in tomorrow to uh, <laughs> re-remember how to do everything. I'm Casey? just going to say, shut the windows and soundproof that room, and we don't care how much you're sweating. <laughs> David already let Casey know the guy we rent the house from. Yeah. I've got the clamshell engineering, the stand in this. It's a clamshell styrofoam, not styrofoam. Whatever this soundproofing sound material, yeah. the foam. But it's made in a, in a big clamshell, sure. and then we rig up the mic that yes. I use onto that. And you, remember last year you didn't shut the windows because you were too hot? Oh, but those birds were so birds, nice to hear. They're so loud. Yeah, but yeah, they're so nice to hear. No, not no, really. No, not really. No. After five them. minutes... After 20 years on the radio, I finally understood soundproofing. <laughs> I've never understood There's an echo, right? yes. how that worked and that the it echoes. could affect the sound. Until, yeah. And then it was like, oh, wow, I really do have to make this as tight of a cave you do. as yeah. possible. And you, last year, broadcast in your bikini with a cover-up every I day. Did. Yeah. I did. Yeah, you got to throw a towel I put a towel and... over my cushions yeah. so that when I sweat, I didn't get you know yeah. the nice cushions on there the nice go. chair all... Squashy, <laughs> squashy, squashy. Say, uh huh. But anywho, oh, well, that's it. how exciting. Yes. I mean, come on, that is exciting, yes. exciting. Lucky, that is lucky. really lucky that you are doing that. And then for the month of April, I'm broadcasting from Alaska. <laughs> I'm going on a cruise. I'm going on Outward Bound to find myself. Yeah, wrong time to uh-huh. cruise though in Alaska. I don't no, know what I'm, I'm sure. doing. Right? Oh yeah, I know. Well, when you're out there, we're going to have to bring this one back into rotation. Hawaii is easy and it's beautiful. Oh, it is. It just on is. Earth. Yeah, it heaven really is like one of my favorite places. And I've been there so many times. So many times. And uh, I even did a cruise around the Hawaiian Islands one time. Because mm-hmm. I got a, I, I, it was a complimentary cruise. Mm-hmm. And I believe I a went CC. with my first husband, mm-hmm. who was also in the travel business. And, um, 
it made us do things that we hadn't because each day you're like in a port. Like, sure. I remember in Kauai, we like did some kayaking trip up a river or something. Does that sound we, lovely? Yeah, things that maybe you wouldn't do. Do otherwise. For a long time, there weren't cruises around the islands. No, you're right. Islands. It you're right. kind of stopped because people were like, well, I mean, they're so close. It's kind of a weird... It's a weird one. A, I think did Bradley cruise. just go on he something last year? Around the islands? I told him I, to yeah. go to Hapuna State Beach Park. You know, that was one yeah. of my recommendations on the big island because I think they were there like... Two nights, you probably spend one day over in Hilo. Yep. And then one day on the Kona side. Um, you know, I um have a friend who's going out on the new Virgin Atlantic. Oh, the Virgin Voyages? Virgin Voyages in May. And I'm idea. really curious to hear back. I love cruising. I, I do think too. it is so much fun. And um there's a lot of deals right now if you want to go out on a cruise ship. Yeah. And the thing, like the Virgin, no children. No children. And I will say Brand this. Brand new. Brand new, and I will say this, that, um, you know, like, really, if if kids do annoy you, you know, you need to, you know, work with a travel agent who who he or she knows their cruises, because some lines, there are more kids because of the prices. Obviously, Disney is going to be cruised. But I'll even say this, when I, uh, Casey and I, we did a Mediterranean cruise on Celebrity, which is a higher-end cruise, but there were a lot of... Teenagers, Europeans that had oh, their kids that okay. were on the trip. There were, there were, there were way more kids than we thought sure. for September. Okay, yes. Kind of thought we were just sort of surprised, but we were just like, oh, you know, whatever. It wasn't that bad, but um, and then for sure, like any of the European like Costa cruises. Which that can be a deal if you were doing a Mediterranean cruise, but they Italians, you know, a lot of European they like travel with the whole family. The whole family, exactly. An Alaskan cruise, you'll see like always multi generational, multi generational. Usually, I would not. Uh, Casey and I, I went with your mom and auntie mm-hmm. Catherine. We would look at different tables and we'd like, okay, that's who's paying for this table. Oh, sure, cruise. you could identify the the person who's paying. Yeah. The one that's looking down with a grouchy but face. But it's a fun way of that traveling to decide where would you'd like to go back to. Okay, I'd love to come back here. Yeah. I you know, like if you do a Mediterranean cruise and maybe you've never been to them, do I want would I want to come back to Croatia? Would I want to do more Spain, of Greece? Do I, yeah, I so agree. So it's a way of deciding yep. kind of and because it would take you, you know, three weeks to do that itinerary if you were doing rail and car and ferry. Oh. You know. Doesn't it sound lovely? Uh, you know? We're having weather whiplash. That's what I'm experiencing. We Yesterday are. was sunny and so beautiful. So we're having travel dreams. Uh, uh-huh. They're they're interfering with it our really consciousness was. at the all hours. The ice storm up north. I drove home in on Monday. The Today. sunny day yesterday, which felt like summer. Today mm-hmm. it's snow. Yeah, our roads are just getting beat up to hell in a handbag. You got it. You got it. I thought I broke my car in Duluth. I went over a pothole that was the length the. The width of, of my car, car. Oh, and it geez. and it went. I mean, I know I scraped the bottom. Oy. It felt like it, Oy. and I just thought, I wonder if my car just broke in half there. Well, it didn't because you drove back. You right. drove through it, so I'm going to say no. You know the thing that always kind of. I had a conversation with a friend of mine, I don't know, a few years back, and it's like with all the engineering and all the advancement we have in cements and yeah, blacktops, yeah. why and can't all they these, figure out winter? Why is it so hard to keep a road healthy for more than a year? Julia, I'd make a lot of money if I could come if up you with could the answer. answer that question. I'd Maybe make... somebody right now is brewing 
A, an ingredient a thing, a pot in your garage. you put down if it's they, minus 30 or it's plus 100. You know? Define you physics. The, you got to have the volume, see, you know, the constant traffic. But I'm telling you, people aren't driving slow right now because of the weather. We're tiptoeing on the roads because we're worried about cracking axles oh. and wheels. And maybe losing a, a filling or two. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm kind of going a little bit slower because I don't want to be blasting over... These uh, big, no, huge potholes. just be careful. And they can, you they know, can, yeah. that happened to Casey's son last winter. He, like, did something bad to a tire And remember, you got hit right over here last year. Didn't you? Wasn't oh, there about a year ago? Don't right even here? talk to me about that lady who didn't even look. <laughs> she could have been creamed by two cro- trucks. That was... That was what was so upsetting about that oh accident. She gosh. just didn't even realize there was a stop sign. And luckily for her, it was just one car coming through and not too big. Okay. Well, drive safe. Always keep your lights on. There you go. All There's right, listen. Advice. Uh, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Okay. We are gearing up for a lot of spring break, family travel. It's a busy time of the year. It and sure we is. love getting to the airport early and enjoying ourselves before we go. You know, if you, we've talked about, you know, you kind of have a long layover in a different airport and what do people do? We're so fortunate in having our airport, the shops open very early in the morning so you can not only get through, you know, TSA and all that, you can go shopping, you can sit down at a restaurant, you can sit down and have a Bloody Mary. If you want to just walk and exercise before you get on a plane, there are so many, many walking paths and so many great around every corner there's a new art installation. There's, there's so much art out there. Featured so much local art. The bathrooms are art, mm-hmm. um, but there's really galleries and things if you walk around and look. It's really such a beautiful place to They've be. They've got the children's play areas. You've got stuff you can do with your kids. They make it easy to prepay and find your parking. And everything's at MSPAirport.com. Get to the airport early. Enjoy yourself before you go. This story just delighted me. Um, let me and maybe me and, and maybe, maybe you and, and maybe else. well, but it, it delighted <laughs> me because I watched the Esquire video and it's Chris Pine sitting down with Esquire for their video segment called "Explain This." And um, Chris Pine, let me just set the picture. This it's September fifth, twenty twenty two. The doomed dumpster fire truck of a movie. Don't worry, darling has its premiere at the Venice Film Festival. The entire cast shows up, even the elusive lead um, actress Florence Wilde, who clearly hates Olivia Wilde, the director, with every fiber of her being a Miss Flo, uh, leaves. She doesn't have to stay for the um, press conference. And um, there's a screening of the movie, and it shows Harry entering the screening to take a seat besides co-star Chris Pine, right before he sits down, he appears to spit into Chris's lap. Chris looks down, stops clapping, and kind of smirk. Pretty soon, the internet is ablaze with memes. Right. Right? And then also memes of Chris Pine looking up at the ceiling as Harry Styles is describing what Don't Worry Darling is all about. And, of course, he has a very famous description. I think we've got it. You know, my favorite thing about the movie is like it feels like a like a movie. It feels like a real like you know go to the theater film movie that you know you, you kind of the reason why you go to watch something on the big screen. I think. And Chris Pine is looking up at the ceiling, and that becomes a meme. 
And all of that is just setting the internet world on fire until September 8th when the queen dies. Yes. You know, and um, so now six months later, on Explain This, Esquire video does explain this. And first they show him when Harry comes to sit down. And Chris Pine is... I. I wish every celebrity was as delighted by their memes as Chris Pine because he just starts laughing. He was like, this was so fantastic. And he said that Harry did not in any way spit on him. He he explained what happened. He said, I was on the plane with my publicist who says I look like Rachel from Friends with my current hairstyle. And we're flying back from Venice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sleeping, having a great time on the plane. I love planes. And she wakes me up in a, you know, in a state. And she says, we have to craft a message about what happened in Venice. And I'm like, "What about what? And she said, about Harry spitting on you, which I have no idea what happened. She showed me the thing, which you're showing me. Mm-hmm. It does indeed look like Harry spitting on me. He didn't spit on me. Turns out it, he said it was a joke. I think what he said is he leaned down and I think he said... It's just words, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because we had this little joke where we're all jet lag. We're all trying to answer the same questions. And sometimes you're doing these press things and your brain goes all befuddled. You know, you start speaking gibberish. And we had a joke. It's just words, man. And he might have also been referencing Harry just saying his gibberish. Yeah, yeah. That he was having words, words, spit, spit, whatever. And... um uh, so he just was laughing. He just said, no, that isn't what happened. And they said, well, what about this? When Harry was giving this answer, you know, about it's a movie, yes. about a movie. And he, he starts just hysterically laughing. <laughs> and he said, well, I'm admiring a dramatic ceiling. <laughs> this oh, is right. It should be known that the press conferences in Venice are in one of the most gorgeous buildings I've ever seen, <laughs> and the ceilings are blue with gold gilt, and that is true. Mm-hmm. And so there's one of these memes where I'm looking up, and what I'm really thinking is, how can I do that to my ceiling? <laughs> That's what was going through my head. He said, you know, you're just zoning out, and you're just looking at a ceiling because it's just really pretty. And the question wasn't that interesting. All the memes I saw about my face in Venice made me laugh. They still make me bleep and laugh. <laughs> And he said the one he liked the most was him on an important Zoom call watching his cat throw up on the sofa. <laughs> you know, my favorite thing about yeah. the movie is like, it uh, feels like. You a, know what? Like I think I'll movie. throw this up on the show page like real, like, just so you can see you know, the face that we're referencing yeah. right. during this conversation. Oh, so I'll put this up. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Up right now on the show page for and people to go check out. photos in the Esquire oh, uh, magazine. He, he's a snack and a... Yeah. He has no idea what's going on with Star Trek. He's aware there was drama. <laughs> Esquire asked him to explain the drama of Don't Worry Darling. Yes. And he said he wasn't aware of any bad blood between Florence, whom he loves to bleep in death, and Olivia. He's no descriptor. Yeah. Um, and he said, if there's drama, there's drama. I absolutely didn't know about it, nor would I have really cared. If I feel badly, it's compounded by everything that can happen uh, on, when, with online. And he yep. said, also, I made this movie five and a half bleeping years ago. That's the best. See, <laughs> that to me. Okay, so here's what he's I got. don't think it was that long ago. I don't ago. either. Here's no. what he's got. Wor- he's working on. He's going to play Walter Cronkite. In a movie called Newsflash, it's pre-production. Yeah. Um, Pool Man is post-production, whatever that is. Um, Robot Chicken, he's a voice, that's a cartoon one. Okay. But Dungeons and Dragons, that's right. he's in, and that's been completed. Untitled Star Trek sequel, he plays Captain James Kurt, of course, that and that's actually, in pre-production. That ended. That, that ended. They, 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 2018, they, they parted ways. Well, they well, parted ways in 2018, it, but then they were bringing it back. Um, but I believe that this, because of this whole Paramount and Showtime uh, combination, it's on hold right now. He told Esquire it feels like it's cursed. Yeah, I, w- I wish they make. I would wish that they would make another one. I love that his mm-hmm. Star, Star Star Trek. So I was bummed to hear that they're putting that on hold right now. Yeah. yeah. He's beautiful. He also was asked about Yellowstone because, of course, he star- starred in Taylor Sheridan's Come Hell or High Water, which oh. is a great movie. I have Taylor. not seen that. Oh, that's so good. I'm writing it on the that's list. That's excellent, excellent. Okay. Taylor Sheridan wrote that movie. Chris Pine and um, Ben something. I forget the guy's name, but it's really good. Anyway, they asked him, you know, Taylor, would you join Yellowstone? He said, I love Montana. I love Kevin Costner. I love horses. Who <laughs> wouldn't? You know, yeah, I was I know. when I, we were watching that 1923 the other night, and I just thought of how much fun has it been for all these people. You know, westerns weren't made for so long, and right. we were talking about the one that won the Academy Award, the um, the one in 1991 that we just talked about it. Um, Clint Eastwood's western. Oh, um, Outlaw. What Unforgiven? was Unforgiven? Unforgiven. And, you know, we don't see many Westerns, but how much fun for all these people to be able to be in beautiful scenery and ride horses. Yeah. I just think, I'm I'm jealous. It just looks so, like, so much fun riding those horses. I love I still want to ride a horse. Well, you can. Yeah. Yeah. No, not really, because they don't let you ride, ride. They take you on trails where you have to go slow. Oh. Oh. You know. Well, we're not going to cry for you, Argentina. I, I would cry for me. <laughs> I, I have threatened my sister. I'm like, why, after 40 years or however long you, uh, you've lived out here, you've never allowed me, taken me on a horseback ride? Because I don't like them. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, there you go. True answer. Fair. Got it. Got Fair. it. Hey, everybody. Lori and Julia here for Hammernick's Interior Solutions. And, you know, we always will say, we point out for our businesses that are family-owned and locally-owned, 
when we point that out to you because it is important to support locally owned businesses. It really is. Hammernicks, they employ, I mean, installers. They have the designers. They've built up a business to the point that they have the largest selection in the upper Midwest. And they're able to give you 12% off right up front on anything that's in stock. And that is a testament to the kind of business that they operate and the kind of customer service and what you can expect. And there is a special going on if you go to hammernicks.com and it's going on through March 12th over and above what we've been talking about. If you, um, it's the Save More Flooring event. So check that out at hammernicks.com. And again, like Lori said, upfront 12% discount on all in stock flooring, which they have a ton of. Hammernicks, we love them. Welcome to the latest installation of the Lori and Julia Book Club, the Low J Book Club, brought to you by Book Club Restaurant. Remember, if you go to the Book Club Restaurant and you mention the Low J Book Club, you can choose a free appetizer or a free dessert by ordering something from the menu. Yes. We love that place. With your meal, we love it. That's right. And we're very delighted. Uh, Charlotte Maya is with us. Is it Maya or Maya? It's Maya. Maya. Hi, Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. And you you wrote an incredible book called Sushi Tuesdays, a memoir of love, loss, and family resilience. So thank you for being with us today, Charlotte. Thank you so much for including me. Yeah, I have to say that... um, I'll just say up front that um, my family, we, we've survived the suicide of, uh, you know, two, for me, nephews, but for my sister, her sons. And I, I have to say, when we got your book, I was, I was nervous, Charlotte, to read Sushi Tuesdays. Yeah. Why? Why were you nervous? Yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm why. wondering why well, I was Because I nervous. had to read it first. Yeah. And, and I said, Lori, it's really good because you're... Why don't you, first of all, Charlotte, yeah. before answering Lori's question, um, I don't mean it that way, Lori. I mean, I just it's think, scary for people to read about someone's journey. Suicide. Suicide mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think uh, suicide, you know, is the 10th leading cause of death in this country. It's number two for the age demographic, 25 to 34. And we don't like to talk about it. I, I don't think you're alone in being really nervous about it. And I really tried to write a memoir in a way that was tender and honest and accessible. Mm-hmm. Because and did. the thing we know that does help is talking about it. Mm-hmm. Why but, don't, yeah. but I think, you know, like, and you write your story because, I mean, your husband, you're yes. taking, you know, you, you just write so honestly, your husband takes his own life and you write, I mean, I don't know how much time passed between when he took his life and when you wrote the book, but I have to say that your book really helped and it was wonderful to read. I am so grateful to hear you say that. It's been 15 years since Sam died, and it took me 10 years, actually, to write the book. I started writing a blog. People kept telling me, Charlotte, you have to tell your story. You have to tell your story. And I was was terrified to talk about suicide because I was afraid I would be alienated because of how my husband had died. But what I found was actually the opposite – what I found was connection and community, and people wanted to have this conversation. 
But I started with a blog post because blogs are about a thousand words and a full length memoir is a hundred thousand words. And just a full length memoir felt too intimidating. So I started first with the, with the blog and eventually worked my way into the full length memoir. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really, you know, and so why don't you just tell people, Charlotte, a little bit about the book? Um, because you were out, you know, with your sons and came home to the tragedy. Yes, I was out with my sons. We had taken the dog for a hike and I came home to find a policeman, a policewoman and a priest in my driveway. And I had no idea that Sam was suffering so much. I thought he had stayed home to take a nap. And so the policeman took me into the house and they told me that Sam had died by suicide And then they said, we will tell the children who were six and eight at the time, we will tell the children that their father died, but you have to tell them how. And we recommend that you tell them the truth because you do not want them to find that out from somebody else. Mm -hmm. And at a time when nothing made sense, that made sense to me. Mm -hmm. So honesty and transparency have really guided my journey forward. Right. Even though, even though, as you write in the book, you know, there's you, there's people that they absolutely will, they don't know what to say at all or without sounding, I don't know. There's a lot of people don't mean to be cruel, but they're accidentally cruel when it comes Mm. to loss, you know, this way, when somebody dies this way by their choice, by taking their own life. Yeah, it is. It is hard to talk about it. And we're not we're not good at it. But like any other muscle, we can practice. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the healing is ongoing and the grief is ongoing and the conversation is ongoing. There's no point at which you can say, OK, done. Check. Grief is over. I'm done with that. Yeah. Your nephews will be alive in your heart for your whole life. Yeah. You, and, and and we think about our, our beloveds as we move forward and as we reach different milestones. We joke in my house, we don't hide the skeletons in the closets at our house. We put them right out on the piano and on the walls. And that is how it should be because mm-hmm. love remembers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? Oh, you, what? Well, you write a lot about therapy in right. the book. And can you talk about the therapy experiences? Because I, I really think um i wish that like my family had known more from the first nephew to the i wish that there had been more counts i wish we had known we didn't realize like how insidious and like it can spread almost like a virus yeah it is really important to understand that suicide is an illness Mm -hmm. and and depression is a disease and i think as we become more fluent in mental health in similar ways to our fluency in physical health we will naturally turn more to the things that are helpful, like therapy, like having a conversation, um, finding, just asking each other, how are you really? Mm-hmm. And, and opening up. My book is called Sushi Tuesdays because Tuesdays became my day for self-care. Tuesdays, I had my favorite yoga class. And then my therapist had a recurring slot open up on Tuesdays. So I would go to yoga I would go to therapy, and I didn't make any other appointments, not even coffee with a friend. I would sometimes take myself out to sushi for lunch because, you know, the kids were little, so they didn't really care about sushi. (laughs) And 
it was just Charlotte's day to take care of Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And, and I didn't even, like I said, I didn't even make an appointment to, to meet a friend. I didn't want the pressure. I, if I needed to crawl back into bed and cry, that is what I would do. If I wanted to go for a walk, I didn't want to have to keep up with somebody else's pace or slow anybody else down. I, I, I just really listened to myself, which is a little counterculture. Mm-hmm. And so fine listening to myself was also though part of the part of the therapy. And I had a really good therapist who understood that feelings are normal and they are signposts toward whatever else might be going on. And that was especially helpful as a mother to two grieving children. I I was yeah. really Charlotte. If you're just joining us, we're with um, Charlotte Maya. Her book is Sushi Tuesdays, a memoir of love, loss and family resilience. I, you know, have have two boys and I was just struck about how you said it. You know, they told them you have to be honest with your kids and tell them what happened before they find out from other people and your honest conversations and how mm-hmm. everyone wanted it to be a different story because it was hard to deal with and how you really just hung in there and how those boys hung in there. I mean, it really, you, I learned so much from reading this book, you know, about grief and how you dealt with it. And you really were a warrior, Charlotte. Oh, thank you so much. Well, you know, I had two good reasons to get up and going every morning and those are my kids. Mm-hmm. And, and we really were a team. And I don't think, I don't think, a child is ever too young to talk about grief and sadness and feelings. Obviously, there were details of their father's death that would come up over the course of of our conversations. Those children are now 22 and 24. So the conversation continues. You know, when they were little, we used little words, dead, daddy, sick, and sad. Yeah. And I didn't say daddy passed away or daddy, we lost daddy, because that is so confusing. Mm-hmm for young children. Um, but we did have very tender, honest conversations. And my kids know they can trust me for honest answers to life's hardest questions. Lori, what do you, you know, because I read this before you. Yeah. And how do you feel about it well, after reading the book? I mean, they, I think it gave me it gave me insight into the grief that both of my sisters, you know, have dealt with and how one... One of my sisters, you know, really lives in anger is how she's dealt with her grief. And the other sister just really lives in so much sadness. And, you know, I I don't know, you know, I, I'm going to give them both a copy of your book mm-hmm. because I think, um, you know, even just reading your story uh, will help. But it just kind of gave me like, oh, this is this is the hardest stuff you'll ever go through. With because both my sisters have kids, yeah. other kids. Yeah. So this is yeah. a sibling. You're not only you know your your mom, but then the sibling. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just all. It's always so complicated. Suicide. It is so complicated, <laughs> and everybody's journey is unique to them. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is just my journey with suicide. And the more we can develop a tenderness around these conversations. You know, one of the the tragedies, I think, of suicide is that the stigma and shame surrounding it threaten to reduce our loved one's life to those last moments. Yes. And they are so much more than how they died. Mm-hmm. 
And as we understand suicide as an illness, as we become better about having these difficult but honest conversations, we will start to bring their whole life back into perspective. Mm -hmm. And we can honor our loved ones no matter how they die. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of hope coming from the fact that that 988 National Lifeline, yes, yes. So like 911, but mm-hmm. 988 for mental health, I, I have so much hope in that, and that you can call it or text it 24-7. Just the fact that that number is out there, let When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All of us know there are people who care. Mm-hmm. There is help. The story is not over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt that same way when 988. We were just like, we were just, and then we were like, is this terrible that we feel so glad that this, these three, you know, this easy number? We're like, no, this means that people are listening and, you know, that it is a crisis and we just need to be out loud about it. So that's right, because silence is not going to help. No. No. And I'm so glad that you yes. wrote Sushi Tuesdays. And I hope, you know, that, you know, you're getting on a lot of shows and talking about it. And it would be a good uh, book club discussion because it's you're just you're you're unfailingly honest mm-hmm. and it's very much appreciated. Well, I am really grateful to have this conversation with you and looking forward to more conversations as we move forward, because I do believe that these this dialogue will save lives. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Charlotte, for being on. And Kim Dower is just, you know, wonderful. And I know she was part of the this book as well. And we just love Kim. And the book is Sushi Tuesdays, a memoir of loss. Love, love loss. Love loss and family resilience. And I, I couldn't put the book down. I mean, really, and it's hopeful, too. Yeah, it's really hopeful. It is. And Charlotte, we appreciate your time, and I hope your book tour goes phenomenal. And for our listeners, go ahead. I was going to say thank you so much. I have, a, I have a kid actually in Minnesota right now, so I would welcome the opportunity to um, travel to Minneapolis-St. Paul and chat live with whoever is there to chat about this. Oh, I well, love Well, you can that. always come back on our show. You can. <laughs> you can. Thank you so much. And we have um, two copies of the books. Give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. This bye, is, Charlotte. Bye, Charlotte. Thank you so bye. much. Thank you both so Thank much. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Lori and Julia here for Chan Hassan Dinner Three Theaters, and we're so delighted that um, we've been talking about the prom. We've seen the prom play. 
It's a Broadway play that is um, playing for the first time at a regional theater. And Michael Brandisi has just done a brilliant job with it. It's funny. It's it's dancing. It's music. It's over the top with yeah. a heartfelt message. And you're going to see performances. You're going to that are out of this world. You're going to fall in love with the music. And really, it is something in our. It's just so wonderful. It really was. It is something that you just expect. Like it's like, hello, Broadway. We're here, and it's a modern, fresh, though super funny story. And the audience. Loves, loves it. it. They go wild. And then there so are the did con- the reviewers. I yes. mean, the reviews are in. They love it. And the concerts are coming up. Tributes to Brad, Lionel Richie, Van Morrison. And if you need a laugh, Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret every weekend. Visit ChanHassonDT.com. Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Always entertaining. That was an intense conversation we had with Charlotte. Yes. And a lot of callers for the books. And both of the winners, uh, Sylvia and Kim, were very Happy and and even one of them had a family member that experienced something like this too, and are very yeah. happy and, to be able to give this book to their family member. Yeah. So and, and even you know I don't you know I only know through you, Lori, if through people who have died by suicide, and um, but it's a book about grief. It is a book, and about it's a book grief. for people who are going through grief, and you know people die suddenly in accidents. Yes. There are people get murdered. You know there are you know there's suicide. I mean, there are ways that people die that that feel worse than anything because it's not the right time it's not the right time or whatever right. so it is a book about grief and also about widow being a widow and and how that looks and how to navigate she was 38 it. years old super young in the young and kids and it's about mm-hmm. honesty wow. and it's yeah. i just loved her frankness with her children who were so young yeah and saying we just we say the truth yeah 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 because it, anyway it's sushi tuesdays yeah, it's and it just good. came out yesterday and she was yeah yeah, and you know, both my sisters always say that they wish more people would bring up their their boys to them. I wish people would bring up all the funny thing. You know, she, people quit. People Talking avoid bringing it. them up. They don't want to. They they're worried they're going to upset them. But really, they delight in the memory and they delight in other people's yeah. memories. So maybe if nothing else, if you. If like, you know someone who's lost had, somebody, like to tell a funny story, ask, you know, yeah. can I share this? Remember, people want to hear it. They're hungry and thirsty, I think, for it. To remember their loved one. Yeah. Besides, yeah. yeah. Besides uh, just the way that Lori. they died. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I like, I'm glad. Rather that, rather than bringing up, oh, I'm so sorry, you know. Well, uh, I mean, you say that and if you but, don't know what to say, you just say, yeah. I'm sorry. You don't yeah. need to say that, you know, God must have needed oh. him or her or anything yeah. like that. You and know? she yeah. talks about that in yeah. the book. You know, <laughs> oh, if God. this was Not God's, helping. Nope, no. Not helping. Yeah. She really talks about yeah. her faith and everything. It, yeah. It's really, wow. a, it's a good book. But I, I agree with you, Lori. They're people. They yeah. just wow. because they just, of how they died doesn't define them as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, um, anyway, so I did one. I knew that that was going to be you know like a, have you know a heavy conversation. conversation. And also, um, I do always think about um, my nephew because uh, his birthday always is coincides with the state high school boys hockey tournament. So I was always oh, in Duluth, yep. skiing with the boys. Um, you know, running through the Apostle Castle. Mm-hmm. One year it was really warm that weekend, and we ended up hiking at Gooseberry Falls, and it was like 70 degrees, and the falls were not root beer barrels. It was a trickle. Sure. I mean, so I always think of him in March, and he's just such a funny kid. So it was I, so I, funny. I got to send my sister a card with some 
memories. Yeah. Because it's coinciding yeah. with his birthday. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I'm always like, oh, I feel nervous to go. You know, I feel bad. But, you know, she would just enjoy some of these things. But um, anyway, so I wanted to play a little Bruce Springsteen because Bruce is coming to town, he you guys. Is He's at the Excel. No one has offered Grant and I tickets yet. Grant, we're still waiting. (laughs) Here's the Seattle Times. I'll just read the headline of the review. He was there on Monday night. Bruce Springsteen reminds Seattle, no one works a room like the boss. Love it. And get this. On Sunday, he was at Pike Place Market catching salmon from one of the fishmongers. You know, they throw the fish. Oh, I love that. So he was out and about at Pike Place Market. And so you think, remember when the Rolling Stones came and you were so sure we were going to see him out and about and they never posted a photo. Never posted (laughs) a photo. Never (laughs) posted So we're going to see if Bruce, we'll see. If because he comes into town Saturday, he'll be there Saturdays. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's staying at the uh, St. Paul, Paul Hotel. Yep. Uh, he played two hours and forty-five minutes Love in that. Seattle, and um, um, yeah, the Seattle Times said um, he could still pass as a denim model. So that oh. means he's looking <laughs> yeah. good. And his sax blasting accomplice is. Jake Clement, Clemens, you the know, son the son. Mm. And I guess the uh, a butler type does did try out a full length mirror so the boss could check himself out. Well, hello, that belongs to Morris Day. Uh-huh. And Jerome, that's uh, you're lifting that from the from. Don't try and don't do that here, Bruce. I'm just okay, saying. Lori. He will be here early because his show and his next show is. Um, this Thursday, tomorrow night, yeah, in um, Denver, yeah. So and then he, he doesn't have anything until Sunday. Sunday yeah, when he, he does comes a real. Here. When you're Bruce Springsteen, you can do a nice schedule like that. So I guess so. He didn't sing that many uh, new uh, songs. No, the songs you know from um, the new cover, the album. new cover album. Yeah, the set list we saw yesterday. No. We were talking about only had like three. Yeah, yeah. But he'll do a little. But you know, he has so many songs. Yeah, and uh, so anyway. Bruce does have three children, and I would just like to remind you that he's got um, one Tickets son. Tickets are still available at it, the Excel. Yeah, I, I want to remind people. Yeah. Oh. He's got I'm one there. son who's a firefighter who just made him and Patty grandparents. And his daughter, who's Aww. the equestrian, the equestrian. who's part of the Olympic team. And then he's got a son that's a musician, Evans. You know, that's going to be a rough road. I'm <laughs> 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 just saying. Anyway, so his kid, you know, he didn't have kids until he was 40. Yeah. We spring seen, so. But that makes me he, feel better. Yeah, I know. Oh, it. yeah, a lot yeah, of people. A lot of time, yeah. A lot of time. Anyway, so Bruce, yeah, get your tickets if you want to go. Oh. I wonder how much I could sell my tickets for. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you. <laughs> we'll be right back.